Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, January 27th. S&P futures are trading down about 7 to 8 points, 7 to 8 points, that's about 20 basis points. NASDAQ futures are outperforming up about 60 points, that's about 45 basis points. NASDAQ is outperforming in part, in large part, because of the very strong Microsoft report last night and ahead of Apple Facebook earnings after the close today. Europe is generally trading off. Uh, the major indices are down about 30 to 50 basis points. Asia was mixed overnight. So as far as macro news is concerned, there essentially is nothing this morning to talk about. You did have um, a few major developments out, but all of them were pretty much in the market before the Tuesday close in the U.S. So on the fiscal stimulus front, again, we're still in the very, very early stages. So I am hesitant to read too much into some of the headlines that we are seeing. I think if you take a step back, Again, you have this debate occurring whether or not to pursue some type of a bipartisan negotiation or to go the reconciliation route, which would only require a simple majority in the Senate. Um, remember the Biden blueprint of $1.9 trillion. Even if you were to go the reconciliation route, you would have to still haircut that. There are centrist Democrats that are not on board with the $1.9 trillion. Unclear as far as what number it would take to placate them, but you're probably going to have to go down to something around one and a half. to get to 50 senators, you probably have to go to 750 or 900 billion to get to 60 senators, which would obviously require some Republican participation. So even the reconciliation route, you're going to have to revise that Biden blueprint. Um, Again, unclear what it would take to get Manchin and some of his centrist peers on board. Um, But I still think that if you were to go the reconciliation route, um, you know, you're still talking about another month and a half or so before you'd probably get it back on Biden's desk. And I think that you would compromise the rest of his agenda, specifically um, a very large infrastructure bill, this whole kind of recovery fiscal stimulus bill that he has talked about. Remember, the $1.9 trillion is just COVID rescue, and then there's a separate recovery bill that's due to be coming out next month. Um, you know, given where we are with COVID, the news flow in the U.S. has been very encouraging. You've seen numbers come down, um, the transmission and hospitalization figures, vaccine statistics are also getting better. You're seeing an acceleration in the pace. You're seeing some of the supply constraints ease up. Um, Biden yesterday announced plans to buy another 200 million doses. So you know you are talking about by the summer that everyone in the U.S. who is eligible and who wants to get a vaccine will be able to get one according to that White House schedule. So, you know, again, my view is that I think that it would be foolish if I am the White House to expend a lot of political capital to poison the atmosphere further to push for a bill that's looking to rescue the economy from COVID when you're going to have a lot of big COVID tailwinds already occurring. Um, And so that's why I think that, you know, you're going to see a haircut to that bill if you want to kind of preserve the rest of the agenda. Um, so I've, I've written a lot about this. I wrote more about it in the piece today. There's more on the website. Please reach out to me if you have any further questions, but that is the fiscal stimulus backdrop. I uh, just talked about the COVID backdrop again, no real major news on either topic this morning. That's more just kind of a, um, a, a summation of what's been occurring over the last couple of days on the monetary policy front. You have the fed this afternoon. It is expected to be a very uneventful meeting. Um, you know, policy will stay unchanged. A lot of the rhetoric will largely stay unchanged. You know, Biden, I'm sorry, Powell has a very, um, you know, delicate balancing act whereby he wants to emphasize to markets his commitment to the current policy of zero rates and uh, massive quantitative easing, 100 billion in purchases per month. All the while, he's going to have to acknowledge some of the improved macro backdrop that you're seeing. Um, you know, in terms of more fiscal stimulus, as far as COVID is concerned, statistics and the vaccine developments. Um, remember when Lagarde 
acknowledge some of those macro improvements, the market construed it as being hawkish. So I think um, you know investors should watch out for that this afternoon. Um, you know, again, he, he's going to commit to the current policy, push back on tapering chatter. All the while, though, um, you know, I think he will acknowledge what some some improvement on the horizon. Um, no, I think as far as the Fed is concerned, and this is really to me the biggest market risk. It's not that fundamentals are going to um, deteriorate; it's that fundamentals are going to stay so positive that you're going to start to see some of the stimulus numbers undershoot expectations and or you're going to see rates rise to reflect the better backdrop and that's going to undermine some of the multiple expansion. So the tapering debate, which has been occurring at a relatively low level and Biden again will push back and and, and um, emphasize that there's no tapering on the immediate horizon. I think the market though is going to increasingly doubt that commitment if you see the macro landscape unfold on the present course. It's going to look increasingly inappropriate to be buying $120 billion a month of assets into the spring and summer and beyond um, if things play out according to um, how they look right now. So that's kind of the macro landscape. Um, like I said, really no major new uh, headlines this morning. A lot of this was just kind of um, summarizing um, you know, prior themes. Uh, on the earnings front, you had a bunch of names in the US last night. Um, all of them were very positive. Microsoft is definitely the big standout. Crushed expectations. Um, guidance was well ahead of expectations as well for the March quarter. Um, you also had AMD. Texas Instruments were very strong, although those stocks are seeing um, some selling pressure You know, for a variety of reasons. I think expectations were already relatively elevated as far as the semis are concerned. And I think there's certainly some anxiety around present market conditions not persisting about double ordering in the semiconductor industry. That's always a big fear. Semis tend to trade poorly when fundamentals are peaking um, and vice versa. And so I think that's kind of one of the reasons why some of the semi stocks are not trading as well as the numbers would suggest. Capital One, um, very consistent with what we've seen from other banks, huge credit driven beat on earnings. Um, but you know, I think uh, as we've seen throughout the banks, the stocks have not been trading commensurate with the EPS beat because markets generally um, tend to discount credit-driven earnings upside. Starbucks was mostly in line for the quarter. Comps mostly in line. The March quarter EPS guidance a little light. The full-year guidance was reiterated. You had Walgreens announce a new high-profile CEO from uh, taking a Starbucks executive. That that will be received well. Um, and then a bunch of other earnings. Nothing all that major out in Europe as far as earnings are concerned. You had LVMH that hit yesterday um, during US trading on Tuesday after the European close. Relatively solid. That stock opened higher. It's since faded a little bit. You are seeing in Europe the same phenomenon that's been occurring um, in the US, whereby some of the most fundamentally hated, some of the most heavily shorted stocks are seeing huge spikes. Um, so that obviously has been happening in the US garnered a lot of attention um, and you're seeing that take place in Europe to a lesser extent this morning. So some of those you know, really fundamentally hated, um, very short names are outperforming in Europe. So that is pretty much everything for today um, for the calendar. Like I said, you have the Fed this afternoon, but really the focus will stay on earnings. So just some of the big ones before the open today, you have Abbott, Boeing, Blackstone, Northbrook Southern, and AT&T. And then after the close, you have Apple, Facebook, Lamb Research, ServiceNow, and Tesla. And that is everything for Wednesday. Thank you for listening.